Welcome back to Epilogues, a unpacking of the weekly Haftarah. You are listening to Rabbi Yaakov Trump. We are learning today the Haftarah of Parshas Vayikra. This Haftarah is to be found in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perik Mim Gimel Pasuk Chav Adet, Mim Dalet Pasuk Chav Gimel. This is a very appropriate Haftarah for the beginning of understanding Korbanos, sacrifices, because in this Haftarah, it is in a certain sense the foil to the whole concept of a Korban. Because you see, the problem is, is that sometimes when you have the notion of a sacrifice where you bring whether it is an animal or a meal offering as a sacrifice to the Almighty, there is an easy misunderstanding that one can make. And that is one can understand it in heathen terms itself as a sacrifice where one, in a, one buys off, compensates the God in order to be able to carry on doing what one's life is doing. And it is precisely that misunderstanding, that corruption of what a sacrifice is supposed to be that Yeshayahu is addressing. Yeshayahu is already li- living hundreds of years since the giving of the Torah that's described in Parshas Vayikra and all those Karbonas, and has witnessed the corruption of that understanding in its full expression, which is what he's trying to correct. The beginning of that Torah starts with one Pasuk, which is very powerful, and this is about Israel's undying connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as being the ambassador in the world for his ideas. Am zu this nation I have formed for myself, Tehilasi Yesaperu, in that they shall be able to proclaim my praise to, uh, 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 for my actions. Now, however, in response to that, Hashem says, it doesn't seem to be that that's the response, because in the end of the day, Rather, you did not proclaim. You did not do your job. I created you as this ambassador. You did not. You didn't bring your sacrifices. You didn't bring your meal offerings. You didn't really care about it. You didn't spend your money and your effort on the things that mattered as well. In the end of the day, I am the one who removes your sins, Lemani, and your sins I will not make mention as well as well. But how? How is that? Hazkireni. You need to remember me. You need to talk about me. You need to be um, part of the relationship that I have extended myself to you as well. And yet you don't. This is this is a very powerful idea. In a certain sense, Jews leaving Judaism that they never understood. Jews not living what the most basic precepts or concepts are of what it means to be a Jew. Rabbi Shimon Schwab in his commentary on the book of Yeshayahu points out over here a shocking fact that in Germany in 1933, when the Nazi power first party came first came to power, they started a boycott on Jewish stores. That was one of the first steps they took was uh, in their anti-Jewish tirade was a boycott on Jewish stores. But what was the day they chose? Um, to boycott the Jewish stores. It was in April 1933. They chose to do it on Saturday. Why? Because on Saturday was when most of the Jewish stores were open. And that's a terrible shame. It's a terrible shame that the day that the non-Jews understood that the Jews' stores would be open would be the days that the Jewish stores should not have been open in the first place. There's, there's something that's ringing out in the Haftarah as well is that Hashem says, I gave you a mission and yet you seem to have forgotten what that mission is. And that echoes throughout the course of Jewish history. Sometimes the Jews are too ashamed to be who it is that Hashem wanted them to be proud of being. We move to the next section of the Torah, which is Perak Mem Dalad. So for the first Psukim Aleph to um, Hey in this section, um, HaKadosh Baruch Hu now reassures Israel that He has chosen them. You know, I, Yisrael Bokharti boy, I have chosen you as a nation. I have formed you in the womb. 
and, and therefore I'm not going to forsake you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. There's going to come a time when you're going to call and say, I'm for God. I am in the name of uh, the, the God of Jacob. And they'll write their hand to God. So there'll come a time where you will choose me again. When is this referring to the Mitzvah says, this refers to the inspiration of the end of days where there'll be a reawakening of the fact of who it is we truly are and who are these four groups. The is the says the Mitzvah refers to Tadikim, those who call on the name of God. The one who calls on the name of Jacob is the children of Roshaim who come back. The Zeyikhtov Yadola Hashem, the one who writes their hand to God, is um, the Baalei Teshuvah, those who come back to their faith. And Vashem Yisrael Yechane, and those who um, call themselves in the name of Israel, refers to those who are uh, who are Gerim, who are converts to Judaism. So we talk about there will be an opportunity to come back. And then finally, the Torah concludes. The large, last major paragraph, which is from Perik Memdan Pasuk Vav to Pasuk Chav Gimel, um, in, in this section where Akash Baruch Hu t- uh, describes, and you hear a lot of words which are very famous words here. I am first, I am last. Without me, there is no power in the world. Tell me who can match up. What power in this world is is there that you got, is that you're going to possibly have? And then he goes on to uh, attack the way that the nation of Israel has given credence to idols, given credence to all other types of forces as well. And in in, in such powerful ways, he describes. So people grow all these trees, these fuel, which can be used for fire. And instead, and then they bow down to it. I mean, like you planted the tree and now you're bowing down to it. What's happening over here? Like how ridiculous is this whole, this whole experience over here that, 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 that is occurring? And this seems to be the corruption of understanding the power in the world, which is related to Koranus itself. Um, and the Mitzvah points out that the, the, he is emphasizing, Akash Baruch Hu is emphasizing how absurd the whole experience is. It comes back to the idea that the, that service of idols uh, and therefore bringing Korobonos, bringing sacrifices in that, in that motif, all comes back to a sense of self-centeredness as well. In fact, the Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us that the reason why Israel was, was so gung-ho, was so involved in Avodah in pagan service at the times of the first temple, why it was such a difficult thing was because it allowed people to engage in illicit relationships. Which means to say like this, if there's a monotheistic God, and that God makes demands upon us and a certain restrictions on our lifestyle, it's harder to live like that. When you have a pantheon, you have different forces, and you can pay off those forces by different sacrifices. Well, in that system of, of in a certain sense, celestial chaos, with a whole bunch of different warring gods, well, there's, there's, there's less moral requirements of the way we live. And ultimately, people don't like to live with moral requirements. They don't like to be engaged in and monogamy and having to have you know one relationship with one with one spouse and one relationship with one god and rules about where they can and where they can't go and what they can see what they can't see what they can eat what they can't eat and who to engage with all that's very restricting it's much easier to choose the type of lifestyle which theologically and socially allows for a lot more in, uh, inter cross pollination without commitment that's ultimately what they're going it was for a lifestyle change not a theological crisis or theological 
answer to a crisis that they were seeking. And that's what our Kaddish Baruch was saying. And therefore, you'll go to such ridiculous levels as serving pieces of fuel because that will at least remove the requirement of living a more moral lifestyle. And that's why he concludes in the, this speech, Yeshayahu says, Zechor Eli Yaakov, remember these, Yisrael ki audiata, remember you are my servant, you are my child. Don't forget me. I'm the one capable of removing your guilt and your sins. You need to return to me and then I will redeem you. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, and he concludes in such powerful words through the mouth of Hashem. Call forth, enjoy, O heavens. Because Hashem created Let the bosom of the earth call out. Let the hills cry out in song. Every forest, every tree. Because Hashem has redeemed Yaakov, redeemed Jacob, and in Israel will find glory. Very, very powerful description over here. And it's important to again come back to the most central idea that is found in the Satara. And that is the following. Jonathan Sachs has in a book called A Letter in the Scroll, which is also called Radical Then, Radical Now, in the English printing, in chapter 11, a very, very beautiful description of two individuals who lived at the same time, contemporaries. Their name were, were Rebbe Akiva and Paul. Paul of Pauline Christianity. Um, and Rabbi Akiva who lived in the post-destruction age. And he describes that they both were struggling with the same problem, the same theological problem. In a post-Migdash reality where there was no sanctuary, there was no carbonus, there was no sacrifice, how do you get rid of guilt? And if you read Paul's letters to the Romans, he's plagued by guilt. He's plagued by, plagued by the fact that there's no Yom Kippur, there's no Avod on Yom Kippur, you can't discharge your guilt. And in a certain sense, Paul changed the rules in order to be able to live a lifestyle which helped him avoid the guilt that he was feeling. And Rabbi Sachs describes so elegantly the development of Christianity as a movement away from the undischargeable guilt in a post-sacrificial age. Rabbi Akiva also struggled the same thing. He also lived in the absence of the base of Migdash, and yet Rabbi Akiva came across a different realization, a different solution to the same problem. And the last mission in Yuma says, Ashrechem Yisrael, says Rebekah, Who is the one who gives you real sanctity, who gives you real purity, who cleanses you? Is in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Your Father in Heaven. It's not the sacrifices, it's not the sanctuary. All that is meant to represent the deeper relationship which is at a foot. And that's why Hashem keeps reminding us, you want redemption? Understand, I am redeeming you. I am the one who is who removes your sins. Not the sacrifice, not the accoutrements, not the externalities. And therefore, don't treat the korbanos as they would be a pagan rite of buying of God, because that's not how it works. It's much more difficult than that. It's easy to bring a sacrifice. It's not easy to create a, create a relationship and change one's life and live a different type of life. But that's what Akash Baruch wants from us. And with that, we receive the real redemption. This is why this is the part now to Pashas Vayikra we will learn about those Karbanas. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.